Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. This is a fun podcast, Julie, and I love to talk about real estate scripts, and that's what we're talking about today. But before we do, Julie and I were just, this is how nerdy we are. (laughs) We were just talking about a coaching call that Julie just finished, and we were talking about the challenges this agent was having with regards to getting some, we won't mention her name, Yeah. uh, with regards to uh, getting her listings sold. So she had listings, go her. Yes, absolutely. Right, and uh, but she, the listings, the seller's, in this particular market were overpriced. They weren't correctly matching. I'm giving, here's a script, right? You know, Mr. Seller, never say overpriced. (laughs) Listeners always say that, you know, you need to make sure that the positioning of the house correctly matches the buyer's expectations. So you don't say over the overpriced, don't say lower the price. Don't, you don't use any numbers or slash reduce, right? Come down. That just triggers raw emotions. A lot of people aren't equipped to deal with. So say things like we need to reposition the house in the market so that it correctly reflects the buyer's expectations and things like that. So in any event, this gal has a lot of great listings and they are not selling. And evidently a lot of her listings, her sellers, she now is perceiving them to be unmotivated. So Julie spent a you know good bit of time talking to her about that. But specifically, the thing I want to caution all of you guys on, and this is what Julie and I were just talking about, is that a lot of your sellers are not necessarily going to be in a um, equity position that they should be, even though they've been in the house long enough, because guess what? They refinanced and pulled their money out. And you're going to be dealing in some cases, if they refinanced and pulled too much of their money out, I mean, mostly they'll have at least 20 or 25% equity. But that 20 or 25, say for example, let me give you an example. So someone bought a you know house for $300,000 and they bought it five years ago and now it's worth $600,000. But every year they refinanced it and let's say the bank only let them borrow 75% LTV. Sounds about, about right. right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they still have 25% equity. But uh, what really is going on though is because the interest rates are higher now, the 25% equity they have in the property isn't really 25% after they pay their selling fees. Let's say now realistically, you know, let's say 25% would be say 130. It's a $600,000 house. They put the house for sale and they sell it. They're going to, let's just, you know, round up, say they have 10% in selling costs. Now they only got like 60 or 70 grand to put towards their next house. Well, and meanwhile, two other things have happened, which is the price of what they want to buy also went up, which means that their down payment has to have gone up along with it. And the interest rates. And the interest rates right. went up. And meanwhile, while a lot of agents were not looking, we also have a huge influx of new construction in certain markets where that new construction is now kicking the butt of the resale. Now that wasn't happening before because when you could buy a resale at three or three and a half percent and the builders were doing the same thing, we didn't really have the same kind of pressure. Now the average new construction is closing between four and a half and five and a half percent. And it's new and it smells good and it doesn't have inspection problems and you can choose your colors. So we have all of these new pressures that many agents have never really felt before. Right. So pick up what Julie just said, really important. And and we've talked about this so many times in our podcast. We talk about this endlessly in our premier coaching program. But if sellers have to choose between resale and new construction, the builders have every advantage. 
yeah, buyers, sorry. Well, some of them sellers who are buying, yep. but if they have every, uh, there's ev- the builders have every advantage you can possibly imagine. The most meaningful one is they're using money from the purchase, obviously, to buy down the interest rate on the mortgage. Now, you can do that I'm, to benefit the buyer's payment, right? Now, you can do it on the resale side. And again, we've done a bunch of uh, coaching and training about this, but most agents don't know how to even talk with their sellers about that let alone get their sellers to actually agree to do it. Julie and I, when we sold real estate and during the, you know, this is really arguably our fourth market gyration that we've been coaching mm-hmm. and training through, right? Yep. This is something that all the top agents always know how to do is they pull out their, you know, their uh, their book of secrets, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how to be really competitive in a marketplace. And that's what this agent's trying to do. But here's really what I'm hoping you guys understand. Yes, all these sellers have a lot of equity. Uh, some of them have no mortgage whatsoever, but most of them, you're going to find 50% of them have been refinancing. You, you, and I, you talked yes. to me about a podcast about that. Yeah, really interesting and also admittedly nerdy, nerdy to listen to mortgage podcasts. <laughs> but there's some, I can't remember exactly what the mortgage guys have a name for this. It is the total available market of refinances. Mm-hmm. And they put a percentage on that. Like of the people who have mortgages, what percent uh, would refinance if rates went to this level, this level, and this level. And right now, they, it was really interesting. They said because so many people refinanced and the rates were so low that if it goes down by one point, they change. Like right now, the available refi market is only like 4% of mortgages. If it goes down by an entire point, it only goes to something like 8%. Is, yep. it, it has to go down like almost where it was, which is unlikely. And even then, because everybody's already done it, it's only like 11%, okay? So what does that show you? It shows you that people took some money out of their houses and they've already been down that road. And this, of course, frustrates inventory and all the rest. But that said, there are markets like the agents that we're talking about where it wasn't just the pressure from the new construction, but in this particular case that we're using as an example, she also had seven listings in that resale market in that same neighborhood that they were competing with and new construction. So what does that do? It means you better have the best condition and the best location and the best price if you intend to sell. Now, how do you keep, so that brings us right over to scripts, doesn't it? Well, so, but here's the big takeaway. And Julie and I are, I know we're fire hosing you guys a little bit, but those of you who are in this situation, hopefully you're having a lot of sparks go off in your head right now, realizing there's some questions that remain unanswered with some of your listings. And the big one that she needs to be asking her sellers, and I'm sure Julie gave this to her as her homework, was actually finding out what the hell they own the mortgage. Yep. Now, in some markets, it's easy. Uh, some states, it's easy. Uh, but in states like Texas, it's really hard to find out what somebody owes. You got to ask. And this gal's in Texas, if I remember, right. Dallas, right? Yeah. Now, why do they have to ask? Well, you have to ask because a lot of the reasons that these sellers are have to get my price isn't because they actually think their house is worth that. It's because they're not going to otherwise have the amount of money to put down on the next property. To make the move. To make the move and let alone to make the payment make sense. So just because uh, everyone has basically won the real estate lottery that's owned a house for five years, it doesn't mean they haven't already cashed their chips out. So you've got to be asking these tough questions. And and so that ended up with the uh, aha moment that though there are several listings in her inventory, the ones likely to sell if they are priced competitively may reduce her active inventory. And that that's a tough pill to swallow for agents that have been through a market where you list and it sells, you list and it sells, you list and it sells, lather, rinse, repeat, right? So you have to take each listing individually and know what you're signing up for. And your point about, you know, what do they owe? It's like, let's say that she decides on that listing that we're going to compete against the builders and we're going to throw $10,000 at buyers' um, closing costs. Well, you couldn't. 
You know, you probably couldn't because yeah. the seller probably doesn't have the margin to do it and it might not even be enough to be competitive. So, but in some cases, maybe it does. You do a new net sheet and there's still enough equity. That's why it's a case by case scenario. Well, how many times does an agent list a property and then insist that that seller talks to a loan officer? Like it never, right? Most times yeah. a seller's, an agent's going to list a property. They assume the seller's going to have all kinds of equity. Um, and that they don't rent them up the flagpole with their with their lender, right? Whereas if you're working with a buyer, especially if you're in a coaching program, you know that's one of the first things you do. So all of you need to be getting it into your heads. And by the way, our seller prequalification scripts that you should use when you know prequalifying a seller, it includes all the questions that need to be asked prior to you going in the appointment, so you know what you're walking into. Somebody might have all the desire in the world to sell but they might not have the equity in the property. Let's say they have to sell the property for some reason. They want to stay local. They want to buy another house. Well, they're going to have to have a, you're going to have to have a conversation with them or a lender you trust is going to have to have a conversation with them about different ways of getting the deal done. Maybe they borrow money from somebody else. Maybe they sell another asset. Maybe the boat that they bought that's sitting in the, you know, nearby dock where that's where all their equity went. Maybe that thing needs to go. You guys get the point? Start getting more creative and actually asking more questions and stop being assumptive. This is what it's like selling real estate in a market that's challenging where essentially the tides aren't constantly rising. I think it's the simplest way well, to say it. That's right. And this also brings us to coaching because here's the issue. Most of you guys listening are not used to having to be creative. So I'll give you an example. In the case where you're doing a price reduction and the seller is just like, I need all that money for my down payment. If you're not asking why, because the answer might be because I'm, I'm planning on putting 30% down and that equals X amount of money. Well, what if you went to the lender, the seller's got good credit, good jobs, good ratio, and they can do a 20% or even 25% down payment instead of the 30 they were planning on, thus giving you a price reduction, selling the house and moving the ball forward. And maybe then if they're buying a new construction, they also have the builder that's buying the rates down. Or maybe they're going to yes. go and they're going to buy resale. And maybe if they can ask in their contract, if the seller will contribute so much to buy the rate down. You, you guys have get to be it? creative. <laughs> you do. Okay. But That's... these are scripts you guys are unfamiliar with. So this brings us to becoming really great at your scripts. Well, so remind, uh, reminder to all of you, we're going to go through these points as we always do relatively quick. This is training. This is not coaching. Yep. But the outline for today's podcast is below. So just scroll below. And when you're there, you're going to see a link to join Premier Coaching. Premier Coaching is really where you're going to take your learning and your education, really your real estate business to the next level. And the best part is you can join Premier Coaching for free. So scroll down, click the link below, join Premier Coaching. And maybe depending on what time of day you're joining, you can actually attend the daily semi-private coaching call that happens every single day. And that is you on a call on um, with a uh, hair certified coach. So go ahead and do that now. Click the link below, join Premier Coaching. Uh, you can join for the first 30 days for free. And again, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call uh, five days of the week, you know, for a whole entire month. So go for it. There it is. It's waiting for you. Simple click and you're there. All right, Julie, let's get through these Okay, points. so let's get serious about your scripts. Some of you are already good, ready to get great. Some of you listening are script avoiders, and others of you are having an aha moment that scripts actually exist for all these things, especially after our discussion we just had. So no matter which category you're in, every one of you will benefit almost immediately by embracing the scripts. And before we get to, we're going to have three points of how to actually get great at scripts. But first, why learn your scripts? We have... Three points before that. So why learn your scripts? Because knowing what to say and how to say it gives you confidence. You'll have more conversations about real estate, which will naturally lead to more people you can help, and that equals more profitability for you. You'll spend less time trying to figure out situations, guessing at strategies, and wondering if what you're saying is working. 
Case in point of our coaching client we're just talking about. Because she was doing that, she had lost some confidence about the next appointment, right? What to say, how to say it. So point number two, what actually, or question number two, what is a script? All a script is, is a series of questions that logically direct the conversation in a predictable way with a predictable outcome. It allows you to stay in control and move the discussion along. It helps you understand the prospect's needs so you can then offer to be their solution, which is called closing for the appointment. We have scripts for that too. A great script uncovers the prospect's motivation, their time frame, their qualifications, and their expectations. And really the problem with not learning scripts is you're going to, the, you're using a script, whether you want to admit it or not, but the script you're using, what you're saying is maybe not as effective as it otherwise should be. And so unfortunately, what you're going to have to just, you're going to learn the importance of using scripts that work, especially in this market. Most of you, because you're not going to actually join Premier Coaching by making expensive mistakes. Hopefully you learn from those mis uh, expensive mistakes and you move past it. All a script is, is, a, is a, essentially a conversation outline. That's all it is. So why do agents avoid learning scripts, Julie Harris? Well, not that any of you listening are script avoiders, but let's <laughs> just say you were. Real estate agents often think they'll sound mechanical, fake, or not themselves, that they'll actually sound like they're reading a script. Now, this is true if you don't follow a simple system to actually learn them in such a way that they do become natural to you. And we're going to give you that three-part system right now. How to get really great at scripts so you can get really great at results. So number one, yes, memorize. This means you actually learn the script, learn the point of the questions and the pattern to fall follow, which will end with a logical conclusion. That logical conclusion is an appointment or a signature on the contract, depending on the script. The point of all scripts is to build rapport, find out what somebody's real estate goals are, and then for you to be the solution to their quest, or decide that you can't actually help them currently. Now, as far as the memorizing goes, we don't necessarily need you to memorize in the sense that you can just basically splurt out uh, without no. effort. We want you to have the script in front of you. Most of the time when you're doing uh, any kind of, like if you're on a listing appointment, you can actually have a script in front of you. You'll just have it written down in a, a, well, a list of questions. Yeah. And if the seller happens to see that you're using a list of questions, you can say, Mr. Seller, I wrote these questions down because I want to make sure that I ask all the questions that are most important to you so that when you're making a decision who you're going to hire for the job of selling your house, you've made a very informed decision. In other words, don't be embarrassed because they see you're using a script. Professionals use scripts. Yes. When you go to a doctor's office, they're using a script. They have an iPad with them. They have something with them that's reminding them what question to ask. Oh, this you know the patient answered this way. That means I have to ask this question. Professionals use scripts. They're not worried about somebody saying, well, that person knows I'm using a script. They might think something about me not being a professional. That is not how actual professionals think. If you think about this, every single true professional on planet Earth uses a script. And so have the script in front of you. And one of the, if you're a coaching client, what we want you to do is have all the scripts in your work environment up on the wall so you can easily see them. If your work environment is mobile, put them on a big like um, presentation board and take them with you. So for example, maybe one day you're going to be doing your uh, proactive lead generation and pre-qualifying at home. And the next day you're doing it at the office. Well, you know, tape them to a board, take them with you to the office. That way you always have the conversation outlines in front of you. That way you don't accidentally forget to ask a question. By the way, our scripts aren't just questions. It's, obviously, it's a conversation outline, but they're written in such an order that's going to result in you taking the appointment or the listing. 
That's right. So that was all about actually learning the scripts and not just dabbling in them and winging it. So assuming that you go through that and take it very seriously, that leads you to part number two, internalize. This means that you do understand and you know the script well enough that it no longer seems like a script, but more of a conversation outline. You're making it part of your normal vocabulary. And you can, you know, you and I both know from our coaching clients, the difference, right? You can tell when somebody has internalized it, they're not weird about it. It's just part of their conversation. Well, what they say is they don't, like when you're going through the initial phase, especially if you've never used scripts before, you don't feel, you, you feel fake kind of because you're using somebody else's words. But then once you've done it a few times, especially when you've done it a few times, and you've seen it work, then you start to internalize it. Then frankly, you even, re- you forget like where you learned it originally, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we have that happen with coaching clients all the time. They'll be communicating with us and they'll say things to us <laughs> that we know they learned from us, but they don't remember where they learned it. That's called having that thing internalized. That's very yes. powerful. And the last one is the is not the most important one, but it is the most important one to do last, not one or two. Well, that's right. And they always try and skip to this. And that's personalized. Without changing the intent of the script, that's where the questions are coming from and where you're landing on them, you do make it your own. If you say y'all where you live, or yes, ma'am, or sir, or if you don't, you still sound like you but it's you asking questions with the intent of setting an appointment. Now, most agents go straight to step three and take all of the power out of the script that they're trying to learn. They over-personalize, over-engineer, water it down, and end up with an ineffective script. Then they decide the scripts don't work, so don't skip those steps. In other words, do not go right to personalize, and that's what, frankly, an inexperienced, unprofessional, amateur agent will always do. They'll find some scripts here and there. Their egos will say, oh, that script's not for me. I need to rewrite it myself. Even though prior to being in real estate, which was two weeks ago, I had it wasn't. I was driving a school bus or something, right? No previous background in anything that remotely would qualify you to write a sales script. But you don't want to sound fake. So you then take a, a little bit from this script, a little bit from that script. I'll sometimes, it, we do this sometimes live. We'll have some, I, Tim and Julie, I, I will call my centers of influence and past clients and I never get any referrals. All right, so let's role play. Let me hear what you say. And it is horrible because yeah. what they've done is they've taken a little bit from Tim and Julie, a little bit from Brian Buffini, a little bit from a couple other places, and they've written this script that makes there's no there's no cadence to it. There's no flow to it. it doesn't make sense. It's right? Confusing. Or they'll, they'll download free scripts from other agents online who made up crap too, right? Or from somebody who is a quasi coach who never actually sold real estate before. And you lace it all together and you try it out and then it doesn't work. And then you decide it's the script versus how you were going about it. Our scripts are all written. Julie's a classical musician. And so when Julie was learning, when you learned to, when you listen to really good music, when you listen to a song that you really like, there's a pattern to how the song is written. Do you remember? It's like, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have patterns to them. You, you want me to nerd out. They're like ABA, ABBA, but, but they end, there is a logical ending. Like you listen to even like a short symphony or a concerto you pretty much sense when the end is coming, don't you? There's kind of a climactic, exciting point. A crescendo. A crescendo, and then it ends, and it makes sense, and then you feel satisfied at the end because you had this beautiful ending to a piece, right? Right. So remember that the definition, and I appreciate that analogy, the definition of close, which many of you live in fear of because you know you're going to get objections, you know you're going to get conflict, so you end up either not closing or not closing well. It's because the definition of closing when you ask for the signature is the logical conclusion to what? 
a great presentation. A great presentation is made out of scripts, just as a great symphony is made out of several movements, which logically conclude with satisfaction to the listener. Books were written that way. Movies are written that way. Everything is designed to have this natural arc in communication. That is all a really good script is. And if you don't get that yeah. arc right, it makes people uncomfortable. It feels it feels unnatural. Well, what if you watched a movie and it had you know you were seeing the end first? How awkward would that be? Well, it wouldn't even make sense, would it? I know, it depends how bad the movie was. Some well, of the movies true. we've watched lately, I'd just it, rather it, have just watched the, the end and get it over with. The preview was the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so memorizing, internalizing, and personalizing our powerful, proven, and effective scripts get you into action and out of avoidance. So stop being a secret agent. So question number four, point number four is, all right, so you've got me. I understand the process. What scripts do I actually need as a real estate salesperson? Well, start out with lead generation because everything goes back to that. Everything in real estate hinges on you creating more opportunity. So that's where we usually start our coaching clients out on uh, with Premier Coaching. And every month that you're in Premier, you get more and more scripts. But everybody starts out with lead generation. That's open houses, door knocking, for sale by owners, expired, centers of influence, and for rent by owners, probate, new construction, other things, but all things lead generation. We're going to teach you guys how to say things as part like your normal, I I always use use Orange Theory as an example because it's sort of forced social interaction. We don't want you to go there and just puke real estate on them. We want you to go there, be yourself, you know, preparing to go into Orange Theory and do the workout for an hour. But what you do is you use our little scripts, their little hooks to drop into conversation and it's totally organic, feels natural, feels like you, that's going to result in you instilling in them that you're a real estate professional and then the conversation will usually veer towards talking about real estate without you having to force it. That's all things you guys can quickly and easily learn. None of our scripts are Jedi mind tricks. I mean, I wish they were, (laughs) but they're not. They're just essentially you moving past your natural resistance to come off as a pushy salesperson. That's, we know that that's even a seasoned grizzled veteran agent which we have a lot of you guys as coaching mm-hmm. clients, you're still resisting coming up using like all your scripts that worked in the past market. You've got to understand maybe they worked or maybe what you were saying worked because those clients were going to buy or sell anyway because the market was yeah. so buoyant. Like the example we were giving at the top of the uh, call, that's those sellers in her market, they probably had refinanced, assuming that's what they were doing, pulling out their equity. Uh, knowing for sure the house is going to continue to uh, sure. you know, increase in value. And now that it's kind of plateaued in that particular market, they don't have that you know buoyancy to look forward to. So she's going to need to learn how to use scripts uh, because guess what? Whatever she was saying two years ago aren't, isn't going to work in this new market. Price reductions, a lot of you know, a lot of sort of positioning the seller for future conversations. That's a lot of what scripting Mm -hmm. is. It's preparing the field for what might come next, you know? And if you're not doing all this in a sequential order, you're not going to get the desired result. You do have to get your game on. And again, you know, as I say this, I know probably, I don't know, 15,000 agents are going to download this today. Mm -hmm. I bet you that only 10% Will sure. this really resonate with? Probably. Yeah, because the rest of you are, and Julie and I did a podcast two weeks ago on the different stages of mastery. mastery. Yeah. Yep. And some of you are in that unconscious incompetence, or help me That's out right. there, unconscious incompetence phase. You don't phase. know what you don't know yet. You don't know what you don't know. Those of you who are in the conscious incompetence phase where you know what you don't know, or at least are starting to experience that maybe you don't know what you hoped you knew, yeah. those are the ones that are going to be receptive to listening to what we're trying to say. So a cautionary tale for the rest of you, don't stay in that unconscious competence fa- incompetence phase too long because I don't know what your future is going to be in this market because guess what, guys? 
Yeah. You know, this market's not 4.1 million home sales are projected for this year. They've revised it from 4.4 to 4.1. The last time we had 4.1 million home sales was two, uh, 2008. Julie and I are coaching and training there. We know how to help you guys through the market. Yep. Uh, but the other thing was happening in 2008. There was crap tons of new construction that was sitting unsold. Um, and the builders weren't putting them in the MLS and all kinds of different opportunity. There was no lack of inventory problem. Um, and interest rates. We actually had a lot more inventory. We had about 4 million homes on the market at the peak. Yeah. Well, so the moral of the story is, is that right now, uh, if you don't accept the fact that you have to accept what the market has to give you, but then match the market with the skills needed, then, and if you're just trying to essentially fit a round peg in a, a square hole, uh, in other words, your scripts and techniques and even lead generation methods from the past market, you're going to needlessly struggle. And the market's not going to bounce back anytime soon. We're in a long-term cycle. There are going to be some saving graces to look forward to. Maybe rates go down in the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, we're definitely going to see more new construction and things like that. But eventually what we're going to see is we're going to see that the market is like the people, there's sellers out there right now that aren't selling, uh, that are eventually going to have to sell. It might be financial, it might be health reasons, might be all kinds of different things. The natural, normal, organic uh, sellers, because that's where this juggernaut is really, where, where it's happening, they're going to enter back into the market. They're going to, okay, I need to move across country. I don't care what the rates are. I don't care what the market is. Uh, you're going to have somebody who is in a tiny little condo and they just found out they're having twins. They need more space. Those are the types of people that are going to loosen the, uh, essentially loosen up the market. And that is going to start happening very soon because there's a lot of people that have been forcing themselves out of the market, yeah. but that's not going to be able to last forever. That's right. And it's already happening. And in fact, uh, back to our favorite agent, her next two um, listings are going to be one person who's relocating from Texas to Hawaii. There you go. And another person who has decided to divorce. Okay. So there are transactions going on, but it's not everybody you know anymore because of fear of missing out. I have to say my most requested scripts right now are listing presentation because they're having to compete and they haven't had to compete before because the sellers who are, are hitting the market do have to sell and they're more serious and they're putting you guys through the grinder. Also of existing coaching clients, you guys are starting to need the 12 week seller communication plan, which you haven't needed for a few years, right? Yep. Because it was more like a 12 second communication plan, <laughs> yep. but now you need that. And of course, all things having to do with correct pricing, price adjustments, all of those scripts are becoming more and more necessary. And that's coming from, if we're being honest, the agents who now have become conscious of their incompetence, okay? That's the second stage. I didn't need this stuff before. Now what do I do when I have a listing for three weekends in a row and it hasn't sold? Oh, maybe I need to think about price. Maybe I need to think about communication. Maybe I need to get an extension and a reduction at the same time. A lot of this stuff, it's not your fault. You didn't need it until now. But here's the interesting thing, ultimately. A market like this should excite all of you, and here's why. Because right now the level, the playing field really is for the most part level in all markets because all agents are pretty much entering into this market with the same skill set. Believe it or not, that's true. You've Everyone's been spoiled by the market for like the last 15 years. No one's had to learn some of the things that Julie and I've just shared with all of you guys. So unless you've been in the market for a long time and been through some of these cycles before, you've never experienced anything like this before. So where's the unfair advantage? If you do not wait around for the market to hand you your ass too many times and you decide to hop right to that conscious incompetence phase and you start learning quickly, you will have an advantage in your marketplace that no amount of marketing, no amount of branding will ever be able to overcome. And this is a fallacy a lot of people uh, will try to teach you guys that the way to overcome all your issues or your main problem in real estate is lack of leads. 
I don't think that's true. I don't think that's ever, ever been true. There's never a lack of leads in real estate. There's a lack of great leads in real estate, great motivated leads in real estate, but there's a true lack of agents that know how to actually discern a good lead from a bad lead. That's where it comes down to the skill set. So if you learn this stuff now, guys, you're going to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. And you know what? That doesn't, that's, that's a good thing for you. Yeah. And you know, the fastest way to learn scripts actually use them on the sellers or on the, the buyers sellers and the buyers yep. on your, even on your leads. You mentioned, um, you know, being able to convert leads. So buyer prequalification, seller prequalification, all of those scripts. The easiest way to do this is when you need it and you actually have the scripts in front of you, you're on the phone, you're asking the questions and you're using them. You do that time and time again, you are memorizing and excuse me, internalizing and personalizing. Well, also when you're actually doing it with a real, you know, viable customer, the pressure or in the excitement is going to cause you to learn faster. Well, that's true. And I, it's funny. They have actually studied that. It's okay. So here's the question. Why is it that your vacation memories, not just like, you know, going around the corner, but a real vacation, someplace that you're unfamiliar with, why are your vacation memories so intense and so vivid so, after years? So listeners, can you tell what Julie's thinking about? We're going, <laughs> we're, we're going on vacation in two weeks. Go ahead. Well, that's true. Okay. So they, uh, you know, scientists, types, whatever, psychologists study this, and they, they have made a correlation between the adrenaline that you have and the frostiness of your new environment where you're, you're, you are more present on a vacation because you don't know where you are, you don't know how to get around, you're excited, you're having new experiences, and that's why they actually stick in your brain more strongly. Absolutely 100% with real estate scripts, when you are talking to somebody especially when you get great results, aren't you going to want to do that script over and over again? You're going to be like, holy cow, this is so much easier when I just ask the right questions. So here's the amazing thing. Julie and I presented this material just as we'd present you guys probably thousands of times in different iterations. And we basically just gave you an internalized script for the last 28 minutes, 51 seconds. That's what we just did. Did it sound like we were reading a script? Well, it did when Julie was actually reading her script, which, yes, by it's the way. It's a basic outline. Yeah, it's, it's a basic outline. We, we, we practice what we preach. The outline is available. All you got to do is scroll down. And when you scroll down, do the smart thing and go ahead and click to join Premier Coaching. It takes like 17 seconds to join. You have immediate access. And we do give you a ton of scripts in that uh, first level, which you get for free for 30 days. And please, listeners, do give us a five-star review on iTunes. A lot of you guys have made this podcast a part of your daily routine. Please help us get the word out about really the fact that this market is, you know, in the last 15 years, there's never been a market where caring, competent, and skilled agents have been so needed. So please allow us to, you know, essentially get the word out even at a higher level. Help us do so by giving us a five-star review on iTunes and a comment about why you like today's podcast. So go ahead and do that now. It will make a big difference uh, to helping us stay on our mission. In the meantime, you have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.